Salutations and shit, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to another episode of your new favorite travel podcast, Salutations. Uh, travel and shit. I am your host, D. Carrie. And like I told y'all motherfuckers last week, I cannot choose which, which theme song I like the most. Again, thank you to Abe. Um, I am absolutely in love with all the versions that he has sent. So this week, be sure to let me know what version of the theme song you guys really fuck with. So we've got the one from last week. We've got the one from this week. If you don't remember what the song was last week, go to episode 109, press the fuck play. And there you have it. And then uh, send me an email, dcarry at travelandshippodcast.com and let me know which one you enjoy. So um, also this week, um, I mentioned last week when I was celebrating the two years that we have been rocking together with Travel and Shit that I am doing a few giveaways. And this happens to be one of the options for a giveaway. So I'm giving away a hoodie. And to win a hoodie, um, what did I say to do? So win a hoodie, let me pull it up so I don't lie to you people. Um, pulling episode descriptions. Put it away your choice. Leave, oh, duh. Leave a rating on iTunes, but essentially you're gonna have to send me a screenshot because I don't want you guys to leave your email address in a review just so that y'all don't get a bunch of spam from randoms just looking to email people stuff. So send me a screenshot of your um, rating and review for Travel and Shit on iTunes. And that of course will also go to dcarry at travelandshippodcast.com. And if you would like to win a $25 gift card to my personal favorite nursery, which has provided me with not all the plants back here, but with a good portion of the plants that I happen to have in my home, you can uh, take my listener survey. There is a really easy and really quick survey that I put together just so I can get a better feel for who you guys are. And that link is in the episode description. And if you would like 10% off of Travel and Ship merch, so if you don't want to take your chances and try to win a hoodie or a phone case or a dad hat, a tote bag, whatever it is you so happen to be interested in, you can get 10% off by signing up for my mailing list. And I promise you, I don't want to send a million emails so you won't get a million emails. Only emails you really get are if there uh, is when there's a new episode. It's a reminder, rocket science, right? That's pretty much it. And also to keep you abreast of anything um, New and exciting that happens with travel and shit. Every once in a while, I come across um, really, really useful information. I found an article today, actually. I want to say it was either from Nomadness or from Blavity, but a woman found a hidden camera in one of her Airbnbs. And um, yeah, I sent you the article earlier today, D. Um, it actually looked like a charger. I can say that if I weren't looking for cameras that I may have missed that, but thankfully she noticed it. And um, there's a lot of really interesting information. So if you guys do find that you would like 
need to compile every once in a while, maybe like twice a month, because I really <laughs> want to have another responsibility to tend to. But, you know, if something comes up and I do, do um, you know, find useful information, that is absolutely something that could be emailed. But all that being said, all the information is in the episode description. So if you're interested in one of the giveaways in celebration for um, two years, go to the description. It's all there. It's not rocket science. Whichever it is you're interested in getting, it'll be there for you. So enough of the intro. If you haven't noticed, I have a guest. My beautiful guest, please introduce yourself to the people. Hi, everybody. My name is Danice, and I am an artist. What kind of artist? Tell the people what kind of artist you are, because artistry comes in many forms. Okay. I sing and I dance. I compose music. I rap in English and Spanish. I am also an artist in the classroom. I'm an educator. I am a middle school math teacher, and I'm also an artist for the soul and the body because I offer wellness uh, experiences for people. So what kind of experiences do you offer? So you can really call it massages, right? They're massages uh, for the brain, for the chakras, to ground yourself. Um, we, well, me. My company. <laughs> I massage your entire body from head to toe, providing a healing and a positive vibrational experience. You know, especially in these in these moments of turmoil. <laughs> Bruh, so we are recording on election day, folks. I hope y'all went out and oh your voices be heard because you know, it is what it is. The world will be what it will be. And by the world, I mean, this country will be what it will be. Um, as a traveling American, it can be quite embarrassing to claim the country when we're, you know, in other places. I try to just hold on to the good that I feel when I am places. I mean, I don't know the president personally, so I would like to hope that people don't hold him against me. But, um, you know, all that being said, we're just hoping for the best. I mean, it could go to shit either way. It can be good in either way. I personally just try to be like an optimist, you know? Well, try to be as positive when, as possible. You know, when I travel, I get asked often, where am I from? And my initial response is always Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's where that's where my nationality, that's where I'm from. Right? That's where I'm from. My heart and my soul. That's where I'm from. Um, and that I, I have experienced that that makes people friendlier. Mm. Then then when I say, you know, I'm living in New York, then they're like, wow, how is right? How is America? Right. Because I identify with my Dominican heritage. Right. A lot. You know, so I amplify that when I walk, when I talk. Right when I when I do my my shows, it's very Latin, you know. So I identify with my Dominican culture, and so when I tell people that I live in New York, which I do live in New York, they mm-hmm. have a sort of sympathy, and it kind of makes me feel mm-hmm. like, okay, you know what? Maybe we don't have to have that conversation. I'm like, oh, you're American, right? 
you know, it's more like, oh, oh my God, how is it living? How is it being somebody so amazing living in such a place? Yeah. You know, so I could offer that, like maybe uh, us, especially black, black and brown babies, you know, we should honor our culture. Where are we from? We're baby from Trinidad and Tobago, baby. Where are we but, from? I'm, you know? So funny you should mention that, but I am American. That is my culture. As yeah. my mama would say, I'm seventh generation free. Yeah. So this shit show is my culture. I don't have uh, a home country other than this country. And then I would have to do too much deep diving to um, locate someplace other than the States. I know my dad's family has some Jamaican heritage, but that goes, that doesn't start until his grandparents and not, neither his parents nor he were raised with any Jamaican heritage. They were Hi. raised American. So American. that just falls flat. So what do you, t- what do you, so, so do you identify as an, like an American? Or do I, do you do identify as black? Like, boom, like, right there. I'm black. Right there. You're black. Right. So, let, so let's, go somebody, let's go deep. Let's go deep. Let's go deep. What, where in Africa is your family from originally? Do you know? So if you're hearing the pauses, I'm drinking wine. <laughs> For those of y'all that aren't watching on YouTube. I did my ancestry DNA and mostly West African. Now, what's strange about, I won't say strange, but to me, it's a little strange. What's strange about Ancestry.com um, is that your results will update. As time progresses, I guess as more people, you know, submit their DNA or I don't know, I'm sure there's fine print someplace that explains how it's done, but the information, pop, like, you know, it gets populated and things change. So I'm mostly West African. I want to say Cameroon, Congo, um, Ivory Coast and someplace else. I can't really think of it right now. It's at the tip of my tongue, but I can't pull it. Excuse me, are I'm over 80% African and it's mostly West and Central Africa. However, what is that doing me? I know nothing of the culture. And then these are entire countries. These are entire regions. Where in that country would I be able to pinpoint or locate anyone? If I were to go to Ivory Coast, it's not, it's kind of like assuming that all of America is the same. You've got Southern culture, you've got Northeast culture, you've got well, West, you've got well, Midwest, you've got, you know well, what you mean? know what? I think, I think that's a, my sister, I think that's a life, that's a life journey that you're, that you, that like, I don't know, maybe that's a project that we should take on. And when I say we, you know, I mean, like, that's a project that we t- we should take on. Why not? You already went so far as to finding out you're part of those countries. So however we can go further and see where your family was from in those countries. And if not, then guess what? It's okay. Because you know what right. I realized? That Dominicans, yes, some Dominicans from the South, from Santo Domingo are different. And their, cult- their, um, their food is different. The way they talk is different than people from the North. But guess right. what? We're all Dominican. We're all Dominican, right? We just do things a little different, but it's still the same dance, baby. It's still the same dance. So I feel like if we hit a wall, right? And we're like, man, we can't 
literally go deeper, then maybe we should explore those countries and see, well, let me see what, let me see, let me just see, right? Let me just be open with an open mind and see. So that's one of the things that I absolutely do want to do is visit those countries. Ivory Coast being at the top of the list for me, just because superficial reasons, you know what I mean? Just when you Google the fucking country, I'm just like, oh, pretty. I want to go here. This beach looks really nice. This is where I would like to start. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Once I do that, I wouldn't. And I mean, and part of me isn't part of me is curious. But at the same time, I feel like even if I were to find where my ancestry originated, I don't want that to necessarily be the end all be all because there's so much in between. If I originated here, that's cool. But what if just because it started here doesn't mean that it had like that doesn't necessitate necessitate the heaviest um, influence culturally, I would assume. Um, but all that being said, um, I don't necessarily know anything of those cultures, so I don't identify strongly with those cultures. So then you'd be the one having a conversation, would be a, you, you'd be a person having that conversation like, yeah, I'm American. Oh, I'm black. I don't even, yeah, I don't even, I'm. I mean, I don't necessarily like African-American that much as a term in and of itself, but I haven't really done a deep dive into the why of that. I prefer Black only because it doesn't necessarily highlight one or another. It doesn't highlight Africa or America, but I am very much so, but I do identify as uh, not as, but I identify with the African in me, like the like mm-hmm. my tie and connection to blackness is very important to me. Yeah, I feel you. And I feel. I feel in terms of culture, I am very American. Like mm-hmm. I have very American views. I ha- and I'm I could <laughs> never dismiss that. You know what I mean? Like, what you mean a woman's supposed to serve her man? Like, bitch, I got the option. Like if I decide to do that, that's one thing, but that's not what I am doing because I feel I have a, um, it's, I don't feel like it's necessary. You know what I mean? Or, um, you know, you have to treat your parents this way or that way because culturally that's how it works. But no, not so much. Like I fuck with my parents, like they right. So yeah, I don't mind doing things for them or, even if I fuss and moan and complain about it, like I'm gonna still do it just because I know how much they've done for me, not be out of like a cultural duty to do so kind of thing. But yeah, so I would be curious to, you know, do, I guess, uh, an extensive, deep genealogy, deep dive, but that when I get wild paper, I would like to put somebody on that task and be like, yeah, do the work. And let me go through what you find and, you know, dibble and dabble around what seems really interesting to me and dive into it. But then the the catch with that is, even if I were to find something really interesting on one side or the other, how much then does that influence what I do going forward? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. if I don't necessarily have a 
a tie or a connection to it, how much does it matter? Yeah. So, girl, I don't know. I don't know. But I do have a question for you before we jump into what we had um, discussed a little bit earlier. Question being, as do you consider yourself Dominican or Dominican American? Dominican American? What the heck is that? I don't know. It just <laughs> no, came to me. I don't know if no. that's like a thing. That's not a, okay. that's not a thing. That's not a term. You Dominican? Yep, I'm Dominican. Done. So I have my feelings on DR just off the strength of how I know they've treated Haitians. Um, but more so the what's the word I'm looking for? This is like my third glass, second, third glass. So bear with me, guys. I want to say like politically, you know what I mean? It's just like I have Dominican friends. Y'all got no pro- y'all got no problems with Haitians. But the the to my understanding of the culture of the island is that they don't fuck with the Haitians and they make it very difficult for the Haitians to be there. I know the government there has taken extensive measures to make the lives of Haitians very um, difficult and to remove them from the country where they've been able to uh, legally, air quotes there, um, see fit. So my question to you is, I know that to not be your personality. I know that to not be your demeanor. But in being so proud of your culture, how does, like, where is the disconnect or where, like, talk me through that. I don't, because I don't necessarily, that's, and I feel like that's like the really unique thing about being American is that we can claim being American without necessarily having to connect ourselves to the fuck shit that America does. And I'm curious as to if that um, is also prevalent for people that are from other countries. Like if you're so from- am I, So am I being attached to the fuck shit that's happening in DR? Basically is what you're asking me. I know your personality to not because I know you personally. So it's just like, no, I know that you don't. But when you like- speak highly of your country or when you say you're Dominican I'm in my opinion like okay so this is maybe a better way to ask it what are your views or opinions on someone that says they don't want to visit your home country because of the way the country is treating some of its citizens or treating some of the people that go there I would be I would feel a little disappointed and a little embarrassed uh, about it However, I am somebody with an open mind and I know that the reason why all those things are happening is because at the beginning when Hispaniola was founded, that's what it was founded on, right? Separating, dividing, putting, putting people against each other, right? The Spaniards who came, the conquistadors who came, they were ruling against the people. They turned their own people against each other so that they could serve, so that they can feel powerful. And that's where it all comes from, really. Mm. You know, it mm. comes from that. And so imagine generational poverty, generational oppression. You're blacker, you're darker than me. Guess what? You are ugly. You are worthless. You are worth less than me. And that was passed on. And mm. the reality is that what we are doing, people like you and I, or like people like me who, who are first-generation Americans, right? 
um, we are having that conversation with our parents and being open and letting them know, listen, just because my hair is a different texture, just because you're darker than me, doesn't mean anything, right? It doesn't mean that we're different. It doesn't mean that we have less value. You know, it doesn't mean that. And so when people tell me that, I say, well, when I talk about Dominican Republic, I really think about, identify with the culture, the way people speak, the way people treat you in within the community, the way that they help you out, the way that they love, the way that the food smells and tastes, the traditions that, the good traditions that are passed down from family to family. That's what I talk about. And that's what I feel when I think about Dominican Republic. And when somebody's telling me that, you know, what's going on with the violence, I just let them know, hey, when you go to Dominican Republic, you just have to be careful. You have to have some money so you can have a driver. Make sure that you don't, you're not wearing flashy jewelry because unfortunately the situation in the country right now is that people are oppressing each other and they don't have a lot of food, a lot of money for food. So they are stealing from each other. And you just have to be honest with people and let that, letting them know. This is something that's been happening since the beginning of time with people anyway. It's just that unfortunately the government in that country is not doing their job with honesty and with their heart. And so that's what I tell people. And they always buy it. <laughs> they be like, well, you know what? I want to go to the Dominican Republic. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. You mean to tell me that because you're scared or because you have an opinion about the way one country is being run, you're not going to go enjoy the wonders of the food, the way the food tastes. You're not going to enjoy the beautiful beaches. You're not going to enjoy the ocean. You're not going to enjoy the tropical breeze. You kidding me? The five mm -hmm. most amazing things in the world you're not going to enjoy because you're worried about something that was uprooted or like that was actually rooted. And what do you call that when you are planting something, right? Planting from the beginning of their, of their time of that country, you know, like when it was quote unquote founded. I mean, and that's the same for the United States. Like this country yeah. wasn't founded on the greatest mm -hmm. of principles. Uh, mm -hmm. Which is, know, which true. is, which is why when people tell me like, oh my God, I don't think how are things, I always go back to being vulnerable, right? Expressing how you feel and being open and having conversations that are difficult. That, this way you can let people know, you know what? Just because the country's being run a certain way, that doesn't mean that everybody behaves that way, right? A lot of it is being portrayed in the media and we have, and we as people, that watch the media have an idea of what things are because of what the media shows us. But what we need to learn is that the media is also a business and is controlled oh, by people who have certain money that want certain news to be given to certain people. So that is really all about educating. Mm -hmm. So it's really all about educating and spreading the message across and trying to get people to open their minds and get out of their, their stuck, their stuck, Getting, getting out of their own way, basically. Sometimes we're stuck in our own way and we're like, wait a minute, it doesn't have to be that way, right? That's one way. There's so many other ways that things could be. So question, if somebody were to go to DR, where do you think that they would get the best feel for the culture outside of necessarily, and I don't mean like where's the safest, I don't mean where's the best speeches, I mean, if somebody wanted to go and really experience Dominican culture for the things that you love and appreciate about it outside of the way the government, because my fear is I would go 
And not to say that as long as I keep my mouth shut and don't move no type of wild ways like that, you wouldn't mistake, mistake me for somebody that's from there. But as soon as you make out that I'm American or that I'm not Dominican, then my fear is, okay, so where do you think I'm from and how are you going to treat me based on that? Because in my experience as an American, when I tell you I've been surprised how many, like, it's funny because come Labor Day every year, like, I'll be like, fuck it, I'm Haitian this weekend. It is what it is. And it's like, I didn't realize how many of my friends really thought I was Haitian all this time. It's like, no, I've never been Haitian, ever. Pretty certain about that. But my fear is going someplace where I know they treat a certain demographic of people a certain, uh, a particular way and then being subject to that type of treatment while I'm trying to just enjoy a week and then make it home safely. So my question to you is without having to, you know, I guess, not necessarily speak for the whole country because it's like, you're one Dominican. You can't speak for all of DR. I'm going to tell you. So I'm going to, I'm going to answer your question. And before I answer the question, I'm going to provide an example and an experience that I had from what you're saying, because I never experienced that in DR. Right. But I can answer your question. How would somebody would go there with that kind of fear? Right. My answer to that is do your best to remove that fear. And I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. I went to Germany last year. And I've always heard that in, in certain parts of Germany, certain parts of Europe, if you're darker skinned, people judge you or people, you know, they consider you as black. So they're like racist or whatever. You know, I hear that all the time. I hear that in the media all the time. Right. But I really wanted to enjoy Germany and I wanted to enjoy the sights. And, and, and it was I was not in a touristy area. I was in a small town. But I was just so impacted by the people. But guess what? Nobody spoke English because we're not in a tourist area, right? I'm in a, in a small town, so everybody's local. Everybody's speaking their own language. So I'm just like, fuck, what am I going to do, right? And so I went to a local cafe that I had go, been going for like two, three days. And the lady was super nice, super sweet, right? But then I went into a supermarket, into a bakery to buy some bread. And the lady wasn't understanding me. And I, in that moment in time, I had a notion of like, well, I'm American. Everybody speaks English. Doesn't matter where you are in the world. People speak English. Even if it's a little bit, people speak English. That's what I had like in my head, right? Because mm-hmm. we're in Germany. Germany is a big country. They weren't freaking speaking English. So I, I think I gave off a, a kind of like that energy of you're supposed to know yeah yeah you're supposed to know english dude like what's going on you don't understand me and she Mm -hmm. was just like ignoring me she just ignored me like but not with an attitude she just like pretend that i wasn't there because she couldn't understand me and she was just like you know like give no fucks basically that was the only time that i'm like wait a minute that happened to me right now so you mean they're not gonna serve me because they don't understand me and everybody's going about their business so i had to reflect and i have to tell myself well maybe I should have, maybe I should try to understand like how to say something in German so they can know that I'm trying and I can kind of point to things like, you know, being less entitled, right? Being yeah. a way of a loving way to that culture. That's mm-hmm. my experience, right? Cause that's the only time I've experienced like point pointing fingers, but I've never, I've been traveling to so many countries, so many different places that, um, that, 
treat people that have our kind of color or skin color in a quote unquote bad way. And I have never experienced like maybe people looking at me because uh, I don't know, maybe the way I dress like my tatara or something, but not like mm-hmm. never, never had a fear. I've never had a fear of somebody treating me bad. In fact, I acclimate to every place I go. I, I feel like I'm already from there. Like my body melts into the place and I'm just like, well, I'm not going to be flashy because if it's a place that I know it's safe, I'm going to wear my jewelry. No problem. But I know, and I've experienced in DR, I got robbed in DR. I was walking with a cousin of mine. I was 12, 13 years old. And my cousin crossed the street with me. She didn't tell me anything, but she saw him kind of like looking at us, but didn't say anything because, you know, Dominicans at a certain point, they don't really communicate. They just do things. They don't tell you, they don't tell kids stuff. They don't talk to, they just do things, right? And then they explain. So when I, when we're walking, I feel somebody kind of like tug my earrings from the back. I thought somebody was going to say hi to me. They literally tugged my earrings, went like, can you know the, like in Park Avenue, how there's like in the middle of the street, there's like trees, how you could go to the other side of the street. So, so So on the sidewalk, on like on the New York City sidewalk, Imagine somebody is riding on like a Revel on a moped, right. on a scooter. They get off and they go to like the store to buy something. Okay. Right. They, they have to come out of the store and get back onto the street and get back on the bike. Well, the yeah. freaking guy stole my earrings, broad daylight, bro. This is two o'clock PM. Broad daylight, stole my earrings, ran to the moped with somebody who was waiting for him and freaking jet it. Got it. You understand? I'm 13 years old and that's normal. That's normal. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I was like, oh, shit, this, this is real. Like they really take shit from people. So mm-hmm. I, I understood that, you know what, in DR, I'm not going to wear my jewelry. I'm not going to wear my rings. I'm not going to wear none of that shit. I'm just going to be right. me. I don't have to like be flashy or anything. Doesn't matter. Like whatever I look like. Right. I am not flashy. Doesn't matter. They're not going to fucking do anything to me. I'm just going to be part of the country. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to explore. I'm going to see. I'm going to go there for what I went. Not, I'm not going to go there with fear. Right. So what could somebody do? Easy. They could go to Airbnb.com, find the place that they want to stay at. Mm-hmm. I decided to stay close to the beach just because I love the beach. So I okay. decided to, to place to stay. Like I always look at all the reviews in Airbnb. And in this particular place that I looked at, it's an apartment, luxurious apartment, one bedroom, balcony. You know, in DR, a lot of the apartments already look nice and they're very cheap. So this was like 10 minutes or 10 minutes from the beach by car. Okay. So I was staying at that, at that Airbnb, that Airbnb was super safe. They had a lobby person in the bottom. So I'm in a neighborhood that I'm not going to be walking around the neighborhood, like fucking doing, uh, looking around like a fucking tourist because it's fucking danger is danger zone. But I am going to go to Airbnb, go to my place get in a car, whether it's an Uber, because right now everything is so modern, that is even more modern than I think. If What I did is that I actually got a driver. I had, okay. a, I called somebody and I said, hey, I need somebody with somebody who's reliable, that I can trust. And they got some, they got a friend, they got a cop, right? Who's somebody who's a cop during the daytime. And they took off and I paid them like freaking, like $40 a day, bro. I think the total was like, I think I paid him a hundred for the three days that I was there. I paid him like $180 or four. Okay. I was there for four days and I was there and it was me and, and another person. So we split that by two. So imagine mm-hmm. 
Nice. You know, you don't have to get a car. But I know that my dollar is worth a lot in DR. So I can just pay somebody freaking $40 a day to drive me around. You kidding me? To go to right. the beach, to stay with me at the beach for five hours, then to take me home. And it just, oh, wow. not, right. yeah, you know, it's not like, DK, it's not just a one, one trip thing. No, you're going to stay with that person going to stay with you the whole day from like whatever, 9 a.m. or 10 a.m., whatever time you want till 6 p.m. You just have to be a human and, of course, give them an opportunity to go eat. I paid for their food. Like, we went to a restaurant. We ate in front of the beach. You know, they ate with me. Like, it was just, like, beautiful. He took me to – now, because he's a local, and that's what – that's where, like, you can either – I get on buses wherever I go, but in Dominican Republic, I don't really recommend that because – it's just, it's not safe right now. Right now, it's just not safe over there. So it's better for you to get on an Uber. It's cheap as fuck. It's like $4, $3, 10 or 7 whatever, to get to places. Just do that. If you want to get the even more local experience, you would have to know the language. Because when you know the language, then you can ask, like, the local taxi drivers. And now you're going to pay using the local currency. And now you're going to pay what you will pay for a $10 Uber, you will pay literally $4 or $3 okay. to an actual local person. And instead of giving them 2 or $3, you could give them like 5 right. right? Which is a lot to them and less than what you would pay in Uber, you know? like So if you know the language, you can go to the local corner or to get a even a motorcycle because in DR, they use motorcycles to drive people around. It's faster. But I'm just saying that's an option. Oh, wait. Somebody else would drive the motorcycle. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's oh, a motorcycle. Okay, I'm cool with it's being like a on of... a motorcycle. No. I just don't have the sensibilities no, to it's drive. Like, it's like a like a taxi line, but it's a motorcycle line. Oh, okay. Yep. And you pay them. It's, I think it's even cheaper than a cab because the cabs in DR sometimes are shared. Right. So cabs okay. sometimes go one route. Like, let's say here, they'll go all Broadway. It was like that in Cuba. Yeah. It's yeah, like a dollar it, van. Exactly. A car. Exactly. Like the, so they got them up here. So like Everyone a lot, has of, people, a shared a lot of people are actually working honestly anyway. So if mm-hmm. we have that mentality that of course we got to be ready for anything. So if you got to have a little shank, you have a shank, but you know, have your, your mind open and it's like, okay, no fear. Like they're going to, they're going to treat me like a daughter period. Everywhere you go, there's always fathers. There's always uncles there's always aunts there's always grandmas grandpas they may not be yours but they're somebody else's so you have to carry yourself like you are somebody's child mm. you feel me and if you care at least, at least that's what i do when i carry myself like i'm somebody's child like you know what well, hi your old lady well guess what i could be your granddad your grand you know daughter you know mm-hmm. you're a mom you look like a mama guess what i could be your daughter you are your old man guess what i could be your daughter so don't even try looking at my titties <laughs> You feel me? <laughs> Straight up. So once we kind of change our mentality, it don't even matter where we're going. We just got to understand, like, if we're going to go to DR, you don't want to go into this, the neighborhoods that is like hot neighborhoods, right? You want to kind of right. go into the neighborhoods that are safer, that have gated communities, right? That have houses that they look well-kept, houses that generally look well-kept in good areas. There's probably very little robberies happening. Mm-hmm. you know so that's what i would do if i wanted to go to dr which i'm actually going <laughs> in two weeks but you have family there so i feel like it's a little different like your family is going to look out for you mm-hmm. your family is going to so you know so so yes um but i also went to mexico 
And uh, unfortunately, and I'm going to be honest because I felt into that when I had a negative perception of Mexico and I did really? not. Why? Yeah. Because people are always talking about the violence and how people are always get stolen. And also I really didn't like the food too much. Maybe the choices of that I made when I was there previously was not the best because it just so happens I stayed in resorts. And mm -hmm. so I did not really get that authentic experience. What area were you in? So like my first three times that I went to Mexico, I stayed at resorts. No, I but like, what were you in? Like Cancun? Were you so in Peter, the uh, first time I the first time I went, I went to Cancun, mm -hmm. or I don't know, I don't know if it was the first or second, whatever. Then I went to Puerto Vallarta. Mm -hmm. Puerto Vallarta was very nice, mm -hmm. and then I also went to Tulum. Okay, and all three places, like they were nice and everything, nice climate, but like it was all resorts because I was low-key scared like i was like yo these mexican niggas gonna take me they don't eat my shit up like they don't fucking sell me some shit that's really legit was in my mind my nigga i'm not even playing uh -huh. but it was because of the fucking media my nigga because i just went i had the best time and it was like i literally got to my hotel to my airbnb at 11 30. i had to take all the knowledge that i had from my travels and say okay doesn't matter where i am what I'm, what I'm hungry right now. What am I going to do? Okay, find a local spot. Look in my bag. Find some money. Even if it's dollars, find money. doesn't matter what it is. Find dollars. Find local currency. I already had 20 Mexican pesos or like 40 Mexican pesos because I, I, I got it from somebody in the airport. Um, and so I went looking and I saw my Google Maps. I saw something that's local. Great reviews. Open 24 hours or something like that. Or open okay. from like 7 p.m. to like 5 a.m. So right. I walked my ass from my Airbnb, careful, looking around, making sure that I had just my phone and my little money that I needed, my fanny pack. I'm nice and quick if I need to run, but I, that was not in my head. And it was fine. In fact, there was a security guard in front of a gate and, I'm, and I kind of stopped. I was like, yo, what you doing there? He's like, my job, I'm, I'm, I'm securing the streets, making sure that you guys are safe. Are you kidding me? This guy was just sitting there. And I'm like, so you're there all night? He's like, yep. And he was like a fucking shadow, bro, like a ghost. But he was there. And I knew he was there because I was I was paying attention to my surroundings. You know, so Mexico, like I said, people have a negative. What area was this in? This was Cancun, but this wasn't in the hotel zone. This was in the city, like. Yeah. Like, like the bus, the, I took the bus every day. So the bus was passing through. This was work town area. Like I okay. walked through that whole area for a few days. This was work town central. People getting their lunches, taking the bus, commuting, mm -hmm. taking their kids to school, the whole nine with their masks. It was a, it was a city, bro. It was like I'm not in a hotel. I'm not in a tourist. Oh, area. you went recently, 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 yeah. bro. Like September. Okay. End of end of August. Like I was the only person that looked like a tourist in that area. Because mm -hmm. everybody was Mexican. Everybody was Mexican. Mm -hmm. So I had to really ground myself and say, okay, let me go find some food. I know nothing is going to happen to me. I'll be fine. And in fact, I was fine. I don't so, know what it is about DR that stands out. Cause it's not like DR is the only country that has questionable, um, you know, uh, politics, but something, you know what it is? I think it's because I know that I've experienced like colorism from Dominicans in New York. And 
it's kind of like when like a white person treats me wild, it's just like, I can never really necessarily identify where they're from to tie a home country to. But it's, I think it's for me being a New Yorker and having had, um, I guess, less than positive experiences with some Dominicans is like, I prefer the blacker ones because y'all are nicer to me. Not that the lighter ones are always trash. That's like, and I've had black folks just be like black Americans be trash to me as well. You know what I mean? So it's not that it is the the light or the dark of it necessarily, but it's, I know that I have known folks that have gone there and had terrible fucking experiences with police, their Haitian friends, or even if they didn't know the person, just firsthand witnessing Haitians in general, just being completely shit on. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really a tough position to be in because, you know, when you have those experience, experiences, I can see why a uh, defense will go up, right? I can yeah. see why there would be fears. Because you know, traveling in general doesn't scare me. I know how to deal with people not necessarily fucking with the kids. That's not new to me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't necessarily feel like I, I appreciate your sentiment in terms of if you travel and carry yourself like you're someone's daughter, people tend to, or someone's child, like they can pick up on that. And it's not like, I feel as if I do carry myself like that when I travel, like I don't necessarily have any reservations or fears about going um, too many places in the world, but I'm really curious. And that's more like me having to do like self work and deep diving in terms of why I have, particular apprehension about this one country in particular, knowing good and damn well that this ain't the only country that shits on people that live there. You know what I mean? But that being said, a good segue is you mentioned Mexico. And one of the things I definitely wanted to touch on with you is how Mexico will play a role in your future. So Uh, drop it. (laughs) When is this coming out? This is Thursday. I'm about to break the news. I'm about to yeah. break the news. Yep. God. Well, I want to say that God has given me clarity to be able to have courage. You know, because for a long time in my life, I already knew that I like wanted to just be different. Like, I am different, but I wanted to really be it and feel it and embody it. And I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't. It was just like I was watching myself kind of like, ah, you know, until I finally was able to say, okay, no, can I mean again? Let me get into this body. Let me do some work. And I recently went to Mexico. Like I said, I had an amazing experience. I met the most amazing people, opened their heart to me. I met people who are kind. And I know people who are kind, but normally, normally, and of course, this probably has to do with the people that I hang out with, like my life. Normally, I'm generally the kindest. And if not the kindest, I'm pretty kind in comparison to whoever I'm dealing with. Right. And I met people who are just. Wow. As you just, beat. 
No, I was like, God, that they shit on your kindness. My God. <laughs> and I'm talking about like offering me their homes, offering me their beds, like giving me advice on life. And I happened to meet this gentleman and we spoke and he said that he was raised, he was born in Puerto Rico, raised in Pennsylvania until the age of like nine or something. And then when he came, he came to Mexico when he was like 20, right? He lived in Pennsylvania, but he said he didn't like, he was going from job to job. And then he came with a girlfriend who was like 23 or something and they loved it. And then they kept coming back. And then eventually they decided to move together Mm -hmm. and they decided to move to Mexico. Right. And so at this point he had like some savings. So they put their savings together. They bought a house. And then he told me after three months, it it didn't work. They had to break up. (laughs) So I know. So then we were like, you know, he's like, wait, 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 no. It's the best thing that happened because that move to Mexico, right? Mm -hmm. Helped him see like, wait a minute, I could live this life. Like I could be here. I could live here. Right. And so he was talking to me about back in the day when he came, which was 16 years ago. He said that. 16, 16, 16. He said that he paid like $700 for a, a one bedroom apartment, you know, <laughs> nothing like New York, my love, like New York, think of, think New York, $3,000, right. right? View of the city and a view of the ocean in this case, right? For $700. So I'm like, wait a minute. And he's like, he's like, at this point, it was like a studio, right? It was a studio with like a room. That's what they call over there. A, a one bedroom, they call it a studio. Who's the fuck out of me? Okay. Every time they see me, they're like, where's the Dominicana? You need to sing your song. Sing your song right now. Uh. <laughs> I was like, well, t- just like in Pacheca. And the rest is history. So I'm like, you know what? I started asking the God. I was like, God, I could do this. So I started asking people in that same place. I had, there was like seven people in the, in the apartment. So I'm giving them the story about like my life. And I actually say, you know what? I'm thinking about moving here. And I'm like,
was honest and I said, listen, It was like state of the art, security guard. You have to put in a code to get into the house. You don't even have a key, baby girl. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> you don't even have a key, baby girl. You put in your code to get into your crib, closet, walk-in closet, the bathroom. You have a whole terrace, not a wow. balcony, a terrace. Okay. And so I was like, yeah, this is my apartment. So I saw myself, visualize myself. And the lady hits me up the next day. She's like, hey, yes, yeah, we're going to rent the apartment to somebody who's willing to commit to a six-month lease who's going to even pay more than what you're going to pay. And at that point, I had no fear in my heart. I said, you know what? It's, it, it really hit me. It really hit me. I was so sad. But I was like, I had a tough time letting it go, too. But I really had to pray, and I had to push myself and say, God, that's it. Let it go. Stop thinking about it. You got this. This, this particular apartment is not for you. Don't worry about it. Go home, fix your stuff, get yourself together and figure out when you want to leave. That's exactly what I did, baby. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. I said, you know what? I got to think. Let me be careful. I have my apartment here in New York, which you guys don't know, but my baby Dana knows that um, I just got I just got it. I just got it. I just manifested the apartment. I got it. And I'm like, you know what? In life, sometimes you need to let go of what you love in order to break barriers, in order to do great things. And to me, that's how I saw it. That's the mentality that I just developed. I said, you know what? I love this place. I love this apartment. But if I need to give it up, I am going to give it up because I have an opportunity that it could be an opportunity of my lifetime. I can make it an opportunity right. of my lifetime. So I prayed and I said, you know what? This is the, I, I want to create what I want to create. And I was like, all right, I'm going to have somebody stay in this apartment while I go to Mexico so I don't lose the apartment because if I have to come back in June, it will be great for me to come back to this apartment or come back to a place where I don't have to be like my parents. But I also mm -hmm. said to myself, you know what, God, if you don't, if you don't put anybody to stay with this place and care for this place, then I'll put all my stuff in storage, pay a storage $50 a month if I need to, 75 even, <laughs> no problem with that. And I don't have to pay rent anymore. I'll just leave it and I'll go to Mexico and I will shoot for the stars. Whatever you want, God. Right. Uh, I messaged somebody in Mexico. You know, I was messaging people. I was looking at Airbnb, how long are the long leases? And I was like, hey, you know, if you know of an apartment, let me know. Okay, I'll let you know, et cetera. What are you looking for? I told them what I was looking for. I told them what happened with the other apartment. Mm -hmm. Baby girl. Huh. Seven days it took Jesus to create the world and to rest. Seven days later, she calls me, sends me a picture of an apartment, beautiful, fully furnished. She's like, hi, yeah, this is the rent for the apartment. And I just want to, you know, it's going to be available after January 1st. So you can move in if you want to. <laughs> that was that. I kept it quiet because I was like, God. God, what you doing, God? Yeah, uh, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> we ain't even we ain't even over, right? Because at this point now, I got a place, but I gotta figure out what the fuck I'm gonna do with this place. Cause okay. now it's like a challenge, right? Now I was like, okay, you really don't care. 
No, no, not that you don't really care. You really don't mind giving it up, okay? Wait it, wait it, wait it. I put it, you know, I put it on Facebook. Put the video, shared it with my people. I got yeah, a few. Yeah, yeah. People, I got a few people interested. Everybody dubbed out. One person told me, you know, we're let's talk next month because I want to consult with my boyfriend. Okay. We're talking. We're talking. Uh, at this point, I already got the message from the person saying that the apartment is available after January first. I think about, I don't know if it was exactly a week. I hope it was a week just because, you know, seven, what seven. I'm saying is seven, mm-hmm. baby. But my love, I got a text message, long ass paragraph. I just want to let you know that I thought about it and I spoke about it with my boyfriend and we decided to commit and we decided to move into the apartment by the time you're going to leave. <laughs> hey, Come just, on, alignment. Just like that. So I was in shock. I was so in shock. I didn't even respond to the message. I was just like, I had to take a second. I started cleaning, right? I was like, okay, let me be, let me be responsible, right? Let me be. Let yeah, me be. Proactive and get everything. Let me ready be. Let them. me be. Start putting shit in storage or, you know. So I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next day she questions, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I was just in shock because I prayed for this. Like I prayed for this and I was willing to just, you don't know, like, I'm just in shock. Like three days later she came and I was like, cause she, she's helping me with a project. We're working on a project together. And I gave okay. her the keys. Okay. I said, here, this is your apartment. Walk around so you could see, so you could get the feel, you could get the vibe. And it was just a vibe in here of like, I'm passing down, like, uh, uh, this is for you, treasure. Now you're gonna treasure it. You're gonna now create this space and you're gonna create it with your magic. And so I'm out, baby girl. I'm gonna buy a one-way ticket. I'm gonna gonna go to Mexico now in in November to just to visit another part of Mexico. I'm gonna go to the the Ciudad de Mexico, Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. the city and to Mexico City. And I'm also going to stop at the place. I'm going to see the apartments. I'm going to talk to the gentleman, give him my information. I'm going to give a half a deposit. And um, I'm going to buy a one-way ticket to away. I'm going to leave like the 28th, 27th, you know, get an Airbnb because the apartment won't be available until literally January 1st and go to the beach for the turn of the new year. I am so fucking excited for you because I remember you really were like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm out. I'm out. I'm going. This is it. And blah, blah, blah. And then like a couple of days later, it was just like, okay, so procedures, practices, what am I putting in place and how am I going to do this? So now that you are committed, you've got someone coming in, you've got a plan for your going out. What can you suggest to someone that wants to do the same for someone that wants to move out of the country for someone that in particular Mexico because the country to Mexico you have a six-month tourist visa you don't need any other